What's up, Joes? Welcome to another episode of the Average Joes MMA Show. Jeff Shanahan, Ryan Dempsey with you. Hello, Ryan. Howdy. How's it going? Pretty good. How you doing, buddy? I don't think it's possible for me to sweat any more than I have the past week, but yet somehow, still do. It's apparently... 40 degrees Celsius in the middle of in the middle of September is an acceptable temperature. You and your damn Celsius. You and your damn Celsius. <laughs> <laughs> it, it has been Makes hot. It for me. <laughs> huh? Just easier for me. I, I could probably figure out what that is in Fahrenheit. But oh, no, 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 no. We don't, you, you don't convert here. That's fine. It's fine. The rest of us that use Fahrenheit that listen to the show, you know, the, the, the majority of the people... There's probably, you know, your friends in Canada and wife and family. The rest of us are all fucking American. Well, I mean, if if there's any... Oh, shit. Uh, I thought we lost you. I was like, where'd Ryan go? Oh, no. If there's any British listeners, though, they do... Uh, well, maybe... I mean, maybe we've got some, some foreign, you know, across-the-pond listeners. I don't know. I don't get to see those stats. I just know that the majority of the people that I know listen to the show live in the States. So. What is 40 degrees Celsius? Is that like 80 Fahrenheit? I don't fucking know. Yes, yeah, sir. Probably. I mean, it's been like 80, 85 here. Yeah, so we'll, there we go. So we'll say that. What's 40 degrees Celsius in Fahrenheit? It's 104 degrees Fahrenheit. What? 104 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. So it's been fucking really hot in Kitchener. We are we are literally roasting. <laughs> yeah, I mean we've hit like ninety. And and me and you, like we, we choose the smart job. You know, I stand in front of a eight hundred and fifty degree fire for eight hours a day. Right. And you and you work in a tin can for like Yeah, <laughs> man. Not exactly summer friendly. Dude, I, and I was telling you like yesterday. I spent like half the day working in one that didn't have a thermostat control. So no thermostat control That's means great. no AC. And it was hot as balls. And I was just sweating. Like I couldn't keep water in me. <laughs> and then like right. the, we had a new guy start today that I had to train. So he got to experience it until we went and got a thermostat for it and shit. Ugh, it was nasty. Nasty. <laughs> always fun training the new people on the hottest days then you can kind of see if they're willing to stick it out or not right yeah but, yeah it was uh yeah, it was like, nasty yesterday well yeah like i was telling you the other day <laughs> sitting down with Kara, and i was just starting to feel like just six and like, i grabbed my my water bottle and, and i said i'd probably drink about a liter of water in 15 seconds right and and then instantly it was just sweat pouring out of me because I was like, oh, that's it. My body was saying that we need to sweat, but there's no actual moisture left in your body to get it out. So, yeah, man. I've been there. Oh, I fucking it, exercised myself dry. It's like I told you. Like, I don't have a should just, like, pass out from dehydration and just the fact that I feel so gross. Like, yeah. It's just. It's nasty. I'm, I'm, just, I'm done with this. I'm ready for fall. 
Yeah, dude, it's it's nasty. I mean, I'm not going to bitch about it too much because I would rather have this than fucking freezing in snow and shit because I hate all of those things. Yeah. But I'd be cool with being able to wear a hoodie and, and shorts. Like, that's that's cool with me. That's cool with me. Yeah, yeah I uh, I made a... You know it's going to be like six feet of snow, right? And they can like, probably like minus whatever. Like, it's just going to be a terrible winter now, too, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything I've been reading is saying it's going to be a terrible winter because there's a fucking La Nina storm system, which is pushing everything all fucky. And whenever there's a La Nina, we always have a fucking shit winter. So thanks, you know, global warming. I was going to say, you know, the big problem is Trump. If you put that big wall up, then... then... <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Let's not start that conversation. Uh, I'm we, sorry. I had to we don't we don't talk politics on this show. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Speaking of the heat, I was telling you. So earlier, well, yesterday, uh, worked all day. Had a had a couple chili dogs for lunch, and that was it. And then uh, I was invited out for drinks uh, by this lady, young lady. And so instead of eating dinner and Drinking a bunch of water. I did none of those things. Oh, no. Yeah, so then I went uh, went drinking. I didn't drink a lot, and I was just drinking fucking Coors Light, so it shouldn't have really done much to me. And I wasn't really, like, drunk. I just I drank, like, five beers, five or six beers right. on an empty stomach. And uh, then went uh, home with the young lady, and uh, after things happened... Like, I was laying there and started feeling extremely lightheaded and dizzy and fucking nauseous. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I made oh. it out. I made it out. Made it out. But. Okay. I didn't throw up on her or in her bed, but it, it, I threw up. Like, I got sick from fucking heat and sweat and not fucking eating and drinking and just oh, stupid, stupid things. Like, I'm 34 years old. I fucking know better than this shit. But apparently you don't actually. Well, apparently I don't. Sometimes I make dumb choices for fucking sex. Okay. Well, you're a man. I wouldn't expect anything less. I'm a single man at that. Yeah. (laughs) So, but it did save me because I didn't really want to stay there. Like I wanted to go home and sleep in my bed. Right. And so like after getting sick, and then kind of feeling like I was going to get sick again. It gave me an out to get the fuck out. So that was cool. But so I'm telling my 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 buddy, I'm telling Hank this morning at work. Okay. I'm telling Hank and I'm telling Chuck um, about last night. And I told him how I got sick afterwards. And Hank's like, that's just your body rejecting the sex. <laughs> so apparently my body rejected the sex last night. And that's why I got sick. That's a good line. I got to remember that one. Yeah. I ended up throwing up on the drive home, too, like, out my window, driving down the road. God. Oh, yeah, dude. It was it was not good. I felt and a lot get better. home, bring out the hose, and spray the side down. Nope. Didn't get any on the side. I checked it as soon as I pulled in the driveway. Oh, nice. Like, it wasn't, like, projectile vomit. It was just, like, a little bit of, like, I didn't have anything in my stomach to puke up. Right. Yeah, like, I got most of everything out perfect. the first time. It was just, like, beer and a little bit of water at that point. So, yeah. yeah. So that happened last night. Um, how was your weekend, man? 
Uh, pretty chill for the most part. I uh, hung out with the family a lot and uh, listened to an amazing uh, Average Joe's Sunday session with Raphael from Full Heel. Yeah. Yeah, well, that was a... Uh... It was a nice little capper for my weekend. I uh, I enjoyed that a lot. Other than my fantasy football team getting fucking just blown the fuck out. That was a lot of fun. But uh, I went to... Gold State? Huh? Did you have Golden Tate and lose by a touchdown? Nope. I was playing against Golden Tate and actually celebrated that touchdown getting called off because it <laughs> saved oh, six points. <laughs> but it ended up being nothing in the long run. Oh, fuck no. It ended up being... I still lost by like... Uh, 40 i think oh jesus oh uh, dude i lost i lost kelvin benjamin in the first quarter um my second running back did dick um two of my wide receivers really didn't do anything like it just it was the Devonte freeman and the matt ryan show and matt ryan lost six points just because his wide receivers can't catch a fucking ball and they tip it up in the air that's that's right, yeah. Yeah, that's two points in interception, so that's a touchdown that got taken away. Plus, I think one would have been a touchdown, so that's, uh, yeah. Oof. That was 12 points. I mean, still in the long run, didn't really hurt me, but kind of did. Right. But... but Friday was cool. I uh, I went to Danville, Illinois, which is down by the University of Illinois, I guess. Um Found out that it is the birthplace of Gene Hackman and the Van Dyke brothers. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. One of the pictures, that mural that I took a picture of, um, is uh, is a mural of famous people from Danville, Illinois. I don't remember who the other three people were, but uh, it's Gene Hackman and Dick and Jerry Van Dyke. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. Danville's a cool place. Like. Not a big town, um, but, like, had a really cool – the way it was set up was really cool. Had a lot of stuff going on downtown. And there's, like, this giant street fair and stuff that was going on that same day. Like a three-day street fair where you can walk. There's a bunch of bars around where Vintage Villains is. and uh, That's the the store and the venue that I played at. Okay. Right. Um, There's, like, a bunch of bars. You can walk the fucking streets with open containers. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Just during the uh, street festival. Because, like, the streets are blocked. Most of the streets are blocked off and shit, I guess. I don't okay. I don't fucking know. I don't know, man. I'm standing in a comic book store, and there's motherfuckers walking around with beer buckets. That's awesome. That's yeah. amazing. I'm out back smoking a joint, and there are hot girls just walking through the alley carrying mixed drinks from the bar next door. Like, no rules, motherfucker. See, the only hard part with that is, uh, you know, you have uh, one or two drinks too many, then you walk into that store that you were at there, and you end up just going bankrupt buying toys from your childhood. So I was talking to the owner. Um, Dude, I mean, seriously, if you guys are into comic books or video games or fucking toys, just go look up Vintage Villains on Facebook and just scroll through their pictures and look at the store. Like, it, the pictures don't even do it justice, dude. Like, I walked through that thing so many times, and every time I walked through it, I found something new I didn't see the last time or the first time or any time. Like the USS flag. I just found the USS flag on accident. (laughs) I I was standing, like it's up. If you're looking, if you're standing at the counter looking, it's like to the left and up on the shelf. So I'm standing there talking to the owner, Chris, 
and like he's telling me about how he started the store and it was basically like he was having a kid and he had to start you know he had to sell off some of his collection and stuff uh you know try to get some money for the baby and right. uh he was like well i can either sell this shit off on ebay or open a store and he opened a store that's pretty cool yeah that's a smart idea yeah and i mean like the 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 venue's super cool they've got a bunch of old classic arcade games and shit that you can just play like the ones that were working some of them are, aren't working you gotta like so that kind of sucked. There were some cool ones that weren't working, but, you know, whatever. The shit upkeep on those are expensive as fuck, and he's not charging anyone to play them, so he's not making money off of them. Right. Like, it's all just free play, so that's fucking cool as shit. Um, venue was cool. Show was pretty was pretty good, uh, other than just, like, we played at, like, 6 o'clock. So, you know, not a lot of people out on a 6 o'clock on a Friday night, but... The crowd that was there, we got a good response. A lot of people came up and talked to us after the show and wanted CDs and shit like that. So I'm pretty sure right we'll on. be back. Uh, but the store was Jesus Christ, dude. It was just incredible. 100% complete USS flag. And they had like, he said he had like three or four, maybe more 74% completes upstairs. Wow. I almost bought a Super Nintendo. Oh, that's right. Yeah, you told me that. That's right. I, I came real close because, like, I found my dad's Christmas present there, and I bought that. And then I bought myself. Um, they had, oh, God, I can't think of what it um, um, Sam Elliott's character in The Great, uh, the Big Lebowski. I want to say the narrator, but it's not. I don't know. They had him, oh, yeah, and, yeah. They had a talking, and they had Talking Donnies. And I bought myself a Talking Donnie. Nice. Well, you have to. Fuck yeah, you got to. I almost bought a couple of pop like figures because I got a couple of of them. But, um, I, I dude, I'm gonna make the four and a half hour fucking drive back to just go there and shop. Just right. Like no fucking, it's crazy because I want a Super Nintendo. <laughs> I want everything. Well, when I when I first saw the picture, yeah, I just jump on Facebook and all I see is Krang, and I was like. I don't know where Jeff is, but it's a good thing I'm not with him right now. Four of them, and they all ranged in prices. Like the one all the way to the left was like fifty or sixty bucks because it didn't have the little plastic window on the front of Krang. Oh, okay. So it's cheaper. Um, but then the rest of them they ranged up to like I think ninety bucks or some shit. Jesus. Yeah, man. The fucking. When I saw it, I had, that's why I had to message him. Like, you know, if you get some sticky fingers and you see, like, an original Raphael, I'm not going to be mad at you. They had some loose ones. I, I forgot I was going to buy a couple of fucking, like, loose. Because, uh, like, they had just loose action figures for a couple of bucks. Like, in-package ones were, were, you could you know, were kind of expensive. Not expensive. Not outrageous. But, you know, like, I, oh, my God, dude. I, I fucking wish I would have had more money because I would have bought that instead. But um, the they had this box set of uh, wrestling figures, and it was Bobby the Brain Heenan, Ric Flair with the title, and Mr. Perfect. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude, and I forgot to get a picture of it. Oh, man. Bro, I wanted it so bad. So oh. fucking bad. Yeah, it's funny. I was showing these, those pictures to Karen. She's like... I don't get like what, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm like, it's so funny. I'm like, 
how is it that you grew up and became an adult and I grew up and stayed a child? <laughs> like, I see those things. I got so excited. Like, like she can't even take me to Toys R Us. She, say, had, you know, she had the babies that <laughs> once that happens, you don't get to be a child anymore. Even though you're a dad, like it's different because you didn't birth the child. That's what I said, like I said to Carrie. I can't wait. Carla, <laughs> like she's all with Barbie and all that kind of stuff. But like I said, Carrie, I God, I hope Connor's into like Ninja Turtles and Ghostbusters, because then it gives me the reason to go to the store and buy this a whole bunch of toys to play with again. Dude, you better go hit up Toys R Us now. A lot of them are closing. Yeah, I saw that. Hit and that shit up and get them sales, son. Get the sales. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, that was uh, that was my Friday. I drove all the way back from Indiana and got back at like fucking six o'clock in the morning. So I didn't do shit Saturday, but yeah, the Sunday session with Raphael, man, that was that was a fucking blast. He was he was such a fun guest. We t- <laughs> we probably talked for I don't know. We probably talked for like a half hour or more, like even before we started recording. Right, and then talked for like another ten or fifteen minutes. Like after that, the only reason I got off the phone with him was because I was like, "All right, it's fucking like I got it, like ten minutes before football is gonna start. My friends are probably gonna be here, and they were banging on my door, <laughs> like when I walked upstairs." So, but yeah, thank you to Raphael from the Full Hill Podcast for coming on on Saturday or Sunday and uh, sitting down and smoking. Talking a bunch of bullshit with me, like that was the best part. We didn't even talk any kind of like really fight stuff. Like, like that was the one thing him and I both kind of said afterwards. But it was just I don't know. We got on a lot of really good conversations. <clears throat> well, and and also like it just yeah, it was, like the conversation just flowed right. Like it was there was never really an awkward point. Like it just kind of went from this to that to this to that, and then before you knew it, like that was it for the show. So, but that the best part is that just gives. Uh, it gives the average Joe's more of a purpose to have him back on. For sure. Oh, dude, he will, I mean, it's already been taken care of that we, you know, you and I set this up before the show, but Raphael's going to be on Thursday night to join yeah, us. Yeah, that's right. So, but that, I mean, Raphael will be back many times. He's He is definitely a friend of the show and will be back again in many forms and capacities. I enjoyed my conversation with him. I've always liked Raphael since I met him on, you know, on Facebook and stuff. Right, and that was why I wanted to do it. Like <laughs> before, even just like having him on, you know, to, like an interview, like we did with Kyle and Blake and stuff like that. Like I just wanted to just have a session with him because we talk about weed all the time, and you know, he smokes a lot. On, you know, they smoke on their show. I mean, I smoke on ours, so that you know, a lot of our conversations were from that and and hip hop. Like I said during right. the show, like that's what we talk about most of the time. <laughs> and then like a little bit old, you know, wrestling and fighting, obviously, because that's where we met each other through is the Loaded Joe's community page. So shout outs to Blake, as always. But, yeah, Raphael will be back on uh, on Thursday. He's going to join us to do a. Yeah, and, I, <clears throat> and I'm excited to actually uh, have the chance to find talk with him uh, in person like that. too. So. Definitely. And yeah, I know he really wants to. He's excited about coming out to talk with you. And, you know, obviously we talked about going on and doing the show with them so we're yeah. we're 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 like you said we're very similar it's just different flavors exactly yeah i mean it's funny like that uh and we said this a thousand times over but that uh loaded joe's group that blake set up it's really been uh it's been helpful to uh, i think a lot of shows are able to like counter promote themselves yeah and 
and smaller shows like us, like we can get like, some of these bigger podcast guys on, and they can uh, help kind of spread our word as well. Yeah, so that's, that's uh, really cool. It helps us grow our brand while we're helping other people grow theirs. Exactly. Yeah. And that's that's what that's what it's about. You know, Blake posted some really good shit the last couple of days about trying to grow your podcast and stuff. Some very good information. So it's not just about fights. It's about just trying to make better podcasts and helping each other get our podcasts out there. So exactly. Yeah. Like, and I mean, the only way that you succeed is by having, uh, you got to have a good, they don't, it's, it's almost like the, the group in itself is almost like one big team and we're all just doing our own little thing. Like, you know, just doing whatever you can to help promote the other person because no one in that group is really spiteful towards anyone. Nah. No, nah, we all we all help each other. I mean, like, you know, we've I've been on Loudmouth several different times and I have my the reoccurring thing with the uh on the fight companions, which I right. look forward to. I love getting on the fight companion and talking shit with Zach and Kyle. Like it's a lot of fun. Zach's a wild card. You never know what the fuck he's gonna say. Ever. Ever. I want to get Zach on a show sometime. <laughs> Just let him loose and see what Just happens. <laughs> Dude, he'll bring his weird conspiracy theory things like Oh, so it's like the little Eddie Bravo? Not really. It's it's just it's just like he throws out things, but it's not. He, Zach doesn't really mean most of the stuff he says. He just says it to kind of see what kind of reaction he's going to get. Okay. But he, <laughs> whenever he tweets stuff, he always, he always subtweets like me and Kyle and Blake and like a couple other people. But then he'll, um, he, he'll go and he'll later tag, uh, Sage Northcutt. Which happens a lot. <laughs> and um, who else is it? It's Sage Northcutt and Richard Spencer. Okay. <laughs> that's, that's, that's like two people he constantly tags on Twitter. Is Sage Northcutt. Is there a reason behind it? Or is for, like, you're just, just I don't, for shits and giggles? Just for shits and giggles. Well, like, Richard Spencer is, like, the president of the National Policy Institute and, like, the co-editor of alt-right.com and shit like that. So he's he's kind of like a neo-Nazi. Okay. Uh, Ish. I want to say, like, I, I, I know the name. I think I might be thinking of someone else, but when you say, I don't know. I didn't, I mean, I, I kind of had heard of him, but I, it's been brought to my attention because of Zach. Oh, okay. <laughs> because he's always mentioned in tweets that I mentioned <laughs> sometimes maybe alex jones sometimes alex jones but yeah it's mostly richard spencer and state and sage northcutt <laughs> yeah yeah i want to i want to get zach on i want to get zach on i want to get drunk with zach again too that was fun I learned about Dan, that'll be, we'll be, uh, is uh, any word on if um, he's going to be making the Detroit card with I, you guys? I tried to ask him on Saturday, but he got sidetracked and never answered me. So <laughs> I'll try again in two weeks. Oh, fuck. No, I won't because I got a show that night. Fuck. Oh, yeah. You're still on the 216? Yeah. Yep. I got my unruly show. 
coming back home. I ain't played in Muskegon in like since June, end of June. So what, four months, going on five months. Four. You gonna are you gonna have a chance to catch any of the card? Or yeah, something? I'm still gonna buy the card, and then just right, watch yeah, it. Yeah. Just watch it just watch. later the next day or whatever. Like I might get home. I might stumble drunk home in time to catch Tony and Kevin. Um. Depending, because Unruly closes kind of early. They're closed by, like, midnight. Okay. So, but, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to buy the card anyway. And then watch Just it watch Sunday or something. I don't know. Right. Try to get it in before football. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm still going to buy it. So, I have it. Because, you know, got to do what I got to do. Definitely, got's, yeah. Got to do what I got to do. Let's uh, let's break down this uh, main card from UFC Japan. Yeah, now that we've been going off on everything else for the past half an hour. Right, now that we've been fucking tangenting forever in a day. <clears throat> <laughs> it's fun. If, if, if they're listening to the episode, they're not shocked at the fact that we got sidetracked as much as we did. If they've ever listened to an episode... They yeah. like even one. I mean, this is what we do. We, we bullshit for the first twenty minutes or more. I was gonna say, I think people would be more concerned with us if we weren't getting sidetracked. Well, and let's be real. I mean, the breakdown's not gonna take that long. We're just gonna do the the uh, yeah. main card, and the only two fights that went the distance were Gedalia and and Andrade and Ishar and Die or D, whatever the fuck. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there were some real stoppages. Yep. And they're all first rounders too, weren't they? Mm, yeah, I think so. I think so. You get good fights when they go to Japan, it seems. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> uh, yeah, let's start at the main event. Ovin St. Prue picks up another Von Prue choke. I think he's got more Von Flew chokes now than Jason Von Flew. Yeah, there's, uh, there's been five in the UFC, and he's got three of them. Yeah. Yep. So I would definitely. Well, it, it, it was funny because when we were breaking it down, uh, I went back to look at uh, some of uh, OSP's last fights, and I saw that Von Flew popped up. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll take him to win by Von. And I was like, nah, you know what? It's not going to happen. <laughs> I should have made my, they made that one my one stupid, outrageous pick that I always seem to do, but I didn't do it. Now I'm like, ah, now I have no proof that I thought could have happened. Yeah, I mean, it's always a possibility with him. He's he's dangerous with it. But he yeah, pulled it off. I mean, I mean, Yushin Okami just was stupid about not letting go of the head. Yeah, that, I mean, and that's... um. I don't know if you saw, but like Michael Bisping, I think it was came out and, and said like it was just it's an amateur loss. Like that's for someone for someone like Yushin Okami should know that when you're in that position, you feel like that pressure, just release it and get yourself out. But he didn't, and he went out. Yeah, he did. He went this straight to sleep. Yeah, snoring and everything. I was actually surprised as how. I mean, I thought if it would have been a like a. Within two minutes, I thought it would have been a knockout stoppage or TKO. I was not expecting a submission stoppage that early. No, well, I mean, Okami just came out and shot right off the bat and pulled guard. 
Yeah, he. I mean, I don't know really what. I guess his game plan would have been smarter taking to the ground and then trying to stand and bang with OSP. But That's what his game plan was. I, I mean, you don't you don't shoot him. You don't shoot him for a shitty single leg and then immediately pull half guard if that's not your plan. No, yeah, but the, the only problem is he, I mean, maybe he just didn't do his homework on uh, on OSPs. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, grappling, but short notice. I mean, what you guys didn't say, you know, having a week to get prepared for it, they were probably just saying, look, you you're more likely to get knocked out than submitted, so just get to the ground. But I mean, well, no, Kami's dangerous on the ground. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. Like, like that. They probably just took, <laughs> would have been easier. Would have been easier for Okami on the ground and on the feet. They probably yeah, for sure. But, yeah, I mean, always, always I mean, you know, when you first see the Von Flu, and it's just like so, like oh, but now it's like you almost. It's almost disappointing when you see OSP not put it on. Yeah. Yeah. It's... <laughs> So he's become like uh, like Uriah Faber with the uh, with the guillotine. With the guillotine, like yeah. yeah, like it's just becoming his signature. Who's he gotten with it? Come on, open. What the fuck? Why is my computer not opening the page that I want? I was trying to see who else he had uh, had choked out with the Von Plu choke. But here we go. Fucking internets. Uh, Nikita Krylov and that's right, the Krylov fight. And I was it Marcos de uh de Lima no. in his last fight. Yeah, de Lima. yeah. so that's two oh, in a row. On flus, yeah. Yeah. Damn impressive. Yeah, all the way back to 2014 for the first one. But, yeah, back-to-back ones are pretty impressive. And stupid on the opponent's part. But, you know, yeah. short notice, he may have not had enough time to really do a lot of work and technique against it. But, come on, you're better than that, Yushin. You're yeah. fucking better than that, bro. It, yeah, it's it's unfortunate to go out that way. But, I mean, it, it is what it is, unfortunately. Yeah. Yep. Unfortunately, it is what it is, but, you know. Shit. And my fucking... So, you got anything else you want to talk about from the main event? Uh, No, that's basically all I have on that. Sorry, my window closed out on me right in the middle of talking about that before I could transition oh. to the you <laughs> fight. So, that's why I was fucking... St- Stumbling and stammering around trying to get it back open. Fuck this computer. Alright. Nah, I don't really have anything else, so. I mean, it, it was what, like a, a minute and a half, minute, minute 40 seconds long. I mean, what can you say a second? The fact that you should have made a mistake. OSP just did what he had. I mean, he just put his his choke on. I mean, it, it, it's it, like you said, uh, it's the bomb crew. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I mean, Jason Von Flew is who it's named after, but it's definitely starting to become synonymous with Ovin St. Preux. Yeah. Let's talk about the co-main event, man. Jessica and Drotch <laughs> picking up the unanimous yeah. decision. <clears throat> yeah, just putting on a like an absolute beatdown. Yeah, and I mean, she she weathered that early storm. Yeah. 
quite well. I mean, Claudia was picking her apart early. Just split her open. Was really landing a lot. Was hitting her with that right elbow a lot. And then Andras just flipped it around once it got under the ground later in the round. Yeah, I mean, I mean <clears throat> sorry. And it's almost it's like you had said uh, on Thursday when we were breaking down the fight. Like it's uh, it's uh, Clodge's gas tank just always seems to leave her. And I think she expelled a lot of energy early on in that fight, and it really was her undoing. That slam might have fucked her up too. Yeah, I put him on Woozy Street, and, uh, and then, of course, I mean, she, she started eating a lot of damage, too. Yeah, well, she might have burned her arms out a little bit, too, trying to get that guillotine, but, I mean, that fucking pile driver was nasty. <laughs> she just fucking yeah. slammed the shit out of her. I mean, I like, like we mentioned also the other day, that was basically the best outcome because a win for... For Claudia would have not guaranteed a title shot at all if, uh, un- uh, unless JJ were to lose to Rose right. in uh, New York City. Like, how many as more? Long as JJ's cha- no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, like, as long as JJ's champion, it's going to be hard for, to, for no matter what Claudia does, it's going to be so hard to justify giving her title fight in that, with that 0 2 record against her. Right. How many more. Wins does she need to tie uh, or to break Ronda's defense record? Is it just one? I think she, I think Rose is the tie. Rose is the tie, okay. I think Rose is the tie. I, I think I read that she's looking for um, an early fight next year. I think she said to, uh, to break the record. Okay, because I know she wants to go up to 125 once she does. Yeah, I think she, it's either, either she wants to do one more to after Rose to tie or one more to Rose to break it before she makes any decision. But it would probably be break it. I think it's, I think I, I would imagine it's break it. Because what I just saw earlier when I was scrolling through Bloody Elbow was that she said once she breaks Ronda's record, she wants to go. Or, you know, if she can break Ronda's record, that's when she's going to make the move up. Right. Which makes sense. I mean, because she's probably going to vacate the title if she goes up. Because I don't see her going back down to 115 after that. No, no. I mean, if she's comfortable at 125, which we know she will be, and she's able to take people apart like she is at 115, like, it, it, it's almost like the Mighty Most conundrum. Like, do you just, like, when, eventually you just want to move up in competition to prove your legacy as opposed to just being, like, the person who can beat just everyone at one weight class kind of thing. Yeah. So. It's definitely going to open things up. If if she goes up and vacates, that'll then it just becomes a a fucking scramble at the top. Sorry, I was just actually uh, looking up. So from what I see, it's going to be uh, Rose is going to be the record breaker. Rose is the record breaker. So I wasn't sure. Yeah, they both. Have, from what I see it, they both have five uh, five defenses. Okay, so that would make sense. She would go up right after because the champion's going to be crowned a month after she, either. Yes. You know, if she beats Rose, so. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we, yeah. So, yeah, you'd be looking at like a March, April, uh, March or April fight. 
for her there. Yeah. Hmm. And then that would set up also the what we talked about before the Shevchenko fight with uh, with JJ. Yeah. Man, not but, a lot of movement. Yeah, I guess. I guess, I, I was like thoroughly, thoroughly impressed with Andrade. Like that's two fights in a row now. Like she looked good. I think I've learned my lesson. Like I, you know, I, I picked JJ obviously because you always had to pick JJ. But I thought Claudia was going to win that fight. Maybe not convincingly or going away, but she would do enough. She jumped like, up to number one. Yeah, she's definitely, uh, she's definitely showing she's a force to be reckoned with, and she might be that girl that benefits a lot from. Uh, JJ jumping up a division because all of a sudden now she has that chance at uh, a free range in that division. Well, like I said, it 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 opens things up and makes kind of a scramble because you got you know uh, Kovacavitz, Rose will still be around there. Tisha Torres has come on as of late. Um, Waterson's still sitting there at six. Calvillo's climbing through at seven. Yeah. Uh, Felice has been looking pretty good. She's still sitting at nine. Is Paige's two? Uh, she's uh, twenty five now, right? Or she... she was going to be. She's not. She pulled out of that fight. That's right. She That's got right. hurt. She pulled out like yesterday or the day before or something. But yeah, Jessica Andrade jumped up to number one. She moved up three spots this week in the strawweight women's strawweight weight, uh, rankings. Gadelia's moved down to two. Uh, KK is at three, and Thugs at four. They all move down one spot. Yeah, I mean, Jared Cannoneer's back in the top fifteen in the light heavyweight division. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> that is how sad this division is. But they did get uh, they did get a little bit of a sparkling uh, light show up there on uh, on Friday night, though. Yes, we can get to that momentarily. Momentarily. Yeah, you got anything else you want to talk about with Gadeian? No, I think uh, I think the judges, I mean, they got, I mean, 30-26, I mean, I think they all, I think they got it right just a matter of trying to figure out, with like, uh, like the 10-8s, 10-9s, that kind of thing, but I think... Uh, I think I forget who it was. I heard one person talking about that. Uh, you know, everyone was talking about this is the greatest women's fight of all time, and because they saw the blood and they saw the action and that. But I mean, I forget who it was. I, I wanted to say it, but uh, they said it, and it wasn't the greatest fight ever. It was. It was a. It was just a, It was an ass whooping for the, for the most part. Yeah, for two. That just happened, that, that just looked like it was uh, a phenomenal fight. Because they're both bleeding and going and that kind of stuff. Right. I mean, here's the the, the stats, man. It was Andrade landed 242 out of 355 and 141 out of 241 significant uh, to to 47 out of 96 and 42 out of 91 for Claudia. Jesus. Four takedowns for Andrade, zero takedowns for Gedalia, and two submission attempts for Claudia. 242 punches landed out of 355 thrown. That's fucking insanity, man. Yeah. Andrade, yeah that was... Andrade is scary. Scary. 
Uh, it took about a minute and 30 seconds for Young Hung Kim f- to beat Takanori Gomi and hopefully retire Gomi. I hope Gomi's done, man. I just don't want him to fight anymore. Don't even go to Ryzen. Don't do not do it. Just, no, don't, just I, don't do it, man. Stop fighting. Just stop. Yeah, I, I definitely do not need to see... Uh... To see that anymore. We talked about it the other day, like seeing that those guys that got you into martial arts, yeah, <clears throat> on downswing, like that was. I mean, that was, that was sad. It was, it was ugly. It was everything I didn't want it to be, but everything I knew would have happened. I, I guess I kind of thought it would it, maybe Goldman would last a little bit longer. Yeah, than he did, but at the same time, I mean, when you've been in the wars that he's been in, he's you know, and 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 you're fighting uh, someone who's what like ten years younger than you, and they're they're hungry. They want your name on their resume. Like, it's the perfect storm for for what we saw happen. Right. Um, so, so uh, is that how you're gonna feel on November fourth? Yeah, because it's gonna be sad to never see Michael Bisping in the octagon again. <laughs> yeah, when he retires champion, because he knocked your boy George <laughs> out cold. <laughs> and says see you later UFC and goes and ch- cashes that fat check and then goes and sits in Fox's broadcasting booth Boom. I've been on the record for a long time saying that I didn't want GSP to come back but he's back and I gotta stick with him so yep it's okay you can keep riding that pony he's gonna get <laughs> he's gonna get Henry to, he's gonna get Henrique de Silva <laughs> I thought you liked that transition. That was the that was a nice little intro. Yeah, it it, it took a little bit, but you know, first round knockout for for uh, Gokensaki. He dude, he took some damage though. Yeah, he did. He took a little bit of the early on, but when he uh, even right, I was actually getting right before getting he knocked him out. To, I was I about to say I was really nervous when he got into the clinch. Yeah. And as the end, it wasn't I thought he was going to get knocked out, but I was just kind of like, okay, like this is not what I was expecting to see. I mean, right. mind you, it is it is his second MMA fight and his first in 13, 14 years, whatever it was. So, I mean, it... And he hasn't fought in two and a half years. Yeah, and, and you, you mean you got to believe he's going to grow if he may, if he does stick to it and he, and he does maintain the MMA training and going forward. But I mean, that left that knocked him, that is just, just dropped him. I mean, that was, I, I mean, I, uh, I was at work and I was like waiting. I'm like, okay, I got to find this. I got to find it. Cause I knew we had one of like sitting there. I'm waiting, waiting. I'm in the back and, so I was like, oh, yes. And I'd come out and there's like customers are looking at me. I was like, sorry, I was waiting a long time to see this. <laughs> Yeah, he, like I said, though, I mean, even just before he landed that left, he looked a little wobbled. Like, he took a shot from yeah. the Silva, and I was like, oh, man, and then, bam, lights go out. And that's the other thing, too, that's going to be tricky for, for um, <clears throat> something that I didn't consider for uh, for Sakai going uh, going into that fight is, even though it's his second MMA fight, he still has a lot of, uh, a lot of fights behind him. Yeah. So, I mean, who knows, really... What we're gonna see from him, it was a good win, and it should set him up going forward. But yeah, it's def- it was definitely the eye opener that maybe he's not going to be what everyone thought he was, or 
maybe this was just like that octagon jitters and he's gonna come up with a better game plan going forward i mean well i mean time will tell but... that was kind of the narrative i went with I, I mean i didn't really i forgot how old he really was and how much fight he had in him too until i was talking to the guys but um right. but you know i mean a little ring a lot of ring rust you haven't fought in two and a half years octagon jitters you're fighting in japan yeah yeah, yeah i mean it was definitely like yeah it's a not necessarily uh a, a big event but I mean, it's a it's a big venue in MMA. It's the UFC. I mean, there there was a lot going on. I can, but like I said, I mean, we'll we'll see more going forward. What what it really is, right? Um, yeah. I mean, he he called out Alistair Overeem, which was interesting. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely the kind. I mean, he's able to jump from. Uh, Light heavyweight to heavyweight, no problem. So and they fought before, did they, K Wood? Yes. I think that's what they said on the show, on the broadcast. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He lost Alistair. Yeah, that's what I thought. Fuck it, book it. Yeah, because Alistair is waiting. No, because he doesn't want to fight anybody else right now. Because the only other person that's calling him out is. Uh, um, Overeem Francis and he wants nothing oh, yeah. to do with that yeah nope nobody should want anything to do with Francis oh god no I'm, I, I'm, I'm kind of afraid what could happen what he could do to uh, to Fabricio yeah or what Fabricio could do to one of his limbs yeah there's a lot of uh I mean, well, Fabrizio says to get through Black Beast. That's right. That's right. He's fighting Black Beast. Who was Ngannou right. supposed to fight? And that got pulled out. Oh, yeah, JDS. that was JDS. That's right. Fuck, yeah. Yeah. That's right. He, he got popped with a diuretic or whatever. So now now they're hoping that it's going to be uh, get that heavyweight title fight. I've been hoping. Yeah, I've been saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Make it happen. Make it happen, UFC. Yeah, you put that one in my head. And <clears throat> I was basically more just waiting on uh, the JDS fight before I was going to get all on board with the title fight. But now that JDS and all that kind of stuff happened, and Steve need... just sitting there, just do it. Yeah, we need something for Detroit. Come the fuck on. Well, there's yeah, there's there's Detroit and there's Vegas. You have two pay per views in uh, in December, and you got to be able to get a title fight on one of those two. Could get a couple of title fights. We'll see. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't want to get screwed with a shitty title fight. But a couple of fights left to get through. Uh, Ishihara picked up the win despite getting kicked in the balls three times. Three goddamn times. Straight in the nuts. I think that was, uh, was it, uh, Almost as bad as Joe Son when he fought at UFC uh, four against Keith Hackney. Oh God, Joe Keith Son. Hackney was just uppercutting the boys like just nonstop. It. <laughs> I think that was probably the, like the, the second most growing shots in UFC event I'd have to, uh, UFC fight I'd have to imagine. Oh God, I forgot all about that. Look at you. This is why you are here. I mean, come on! I mean, he fought in UFC. He was in Austin Powers. I mean, the guy has a good resume before. And then he's in prison all for that rape stuff. Rape, happened. yeah. 
So, I mean, he got what he deserved from Keith Hackney, really. Yeah, right. In the, in the grand scheme of things, hindsight being yeah. twenty twenty. Exactly. Thank you, Keith Hackney. <laughs> good job. You do good jobs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last fight, Juicy Formiga picked up the submission win over Yuka Sasaki. Uh, Sasaki looked good early on the feet. Was picking Formiga apart quite a bit, using that range. And then Formiga, they ended up on the ground. And Formiga got his back very quickly. And it was night-night for the blonde Japanese man. Yeah, I unfortunately didn't get a chance to see this one, so I'll just let you handle that there. That's, so. that's it. I think, I think you summed it up pretty nice, it sounds like. Yeah, that's it. Um, in the rankings, not a lot of movement this week. Talked about the women's strawweight division. Uh, Jose Aldo moved up one spot pound for pound. Uh, Dustin Ortiz moved up two spots. Tim Elliott moved down one. And John Moraga in flyweight. Kamaru Usman moves up to number 11. Gunnar Nelson moved down to 12. Like I said, Jared Cannonier made it into the top 15. That's it. <laughs> and a little bit of movement, but I mean, I mean, there's just a small little card, so we'll see. Yeah, not much. Next couple, next couple of weeks, we'll have a lot of movement happening, oh, yeah. I imagine. Yeah, the so, next few weeks are going to be a lot of shakeout and fallout from shit. A lot yeah. of it, but. So we don't have a card this week. So we're going to be back on Thursday to do a topic discussion and do some news. But yeah, And this is one that we've been trying to plan for a while. <laughs> really, it just always seemed to fall through whenever we had a free week, but we're finally going to get this one done. Yeah. Yeah, this one's been sitting on the back burner for a really long time, and then you and I have tried to do it since uh, once and just couldn't get it done. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it'll be fun. And then we got Raphael coming on to. He's gonna sit in on the whole show with us. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fun. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. It'll be fun, damn it. I mean, it's too bad that the UFC puts out so many events because there's so many different topic discussions that we could do that would just. Our show would end up going on like two and a half hours after you break down a card, do some news, and then get into it. So yeah, oh yeah, we've had those. Try to, but it, it, it's uh, we've got to try to utilize these weeks as much as we can. I mean, I know you know life happens with us, obviously, but yeah, these topic discussions are fun to do. And uh, yeah, we haven't done one in a while. No, I think well, last one we had done would have been. I don't even remember. Uh, Walk up music, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly don't remember our last topic discussion. Like, I remember most of the ones we did. Because we did, like, the the GOAT way back when. Best knockouts, best submissions, or top five knockouts and submissions. Right. Um, we did, yeah, we did the, the GOAT of each weight class. Holy shit, that was a long fucking one. Now, when you guys did that, because that wasn't part of it, did you guys also include the uh, the interims? No, that was before Intermania. <laughs> that was before. That was you before. There? <laughs> okay, so we have the middleweight now. The interim middleweight. <laughs> yeah, that was before fucking Intermania took place. So right. that was like early. Everett was still in on that shit. Oh really? I think so. 
pretty sure Everett was. I know Everett was in on the first couple. But I'm pretty sure he was part of the the greatest of all time discussion. Yeah, that'll be fun. I'm he, looking forward he to had, it. He had Vitor. What's that? Let me guess. He had Vitor. Uh, I don't remember. Honestly, I've blocked that out of my memory. It's like one of those horrible life experiences that you just <laughs> try to forget. Like, I don't. Sometimes know. a train wreck can be fun, and other times it's just painful. I have a comparison for it. But it's highly inappropriate, <laughs> and I don't know if I want to say it. <laughs> oh, come on. I made the joke about OJ a couple weeks back. Come on. Can't be much worse than that. Well, okay, so it's like one of those situations you try to block out, like when your uncle used to touch you. <laughs> See? Nothing wrong with that. Uh, I was just I, – I was trying not to have a Zach moment. Oh. Uh, unless <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone somewhere's gonna hear that and just be like, "I'm never listening to the show again." Yep, and that's exactly why I didn't want to say it. <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, they stuck with us through the uh, through through my OJ comments, then they'll be fine. This is true. <laughs> <laughs> I look back at this, like I listen to our show sometimes, and like, oh God, why did I say that? And then I listen to it, like, I, I'll beat myself up afterwards, for, uh, after we're in our recording. And I yeah, probably shouldn't have said it. And then I listen to the episode, and uh, it puts a smile on my face sometimes when I say these things. Yeah, they're no. not terrible. I say yeah. horrible things all the time. It's life. That does, it's me. It's what I do. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm blunt with it. Like, whatever, just say it. Fuck it. This is it. This Dude. is what show should be about i mean if you need a hug afterwards if something i said bothered you and you want to talk it out and and you need a hug like holler i got you but <laughs> it's, it's whatever like I, i'm sorry about your feelings yeah. <laughs> oh yeah the offensive joes uh, we just get another title the average offensive joes the offensive average joes whatever the fuck it's it's who we are it's who we are. It's what we do. It's just... It makes, and you know what? At the end of the day, we sleep happy. Yeah. Sleep great. Yeah, let's uh, let's put a fucking... Call this a podcast. We'll be... Uh, we'll be back on Thursday night with uh, our special guest, Rafael Chadez from the Full Hill Podcast. Do a little news and a topic discussion. For Ryan Dempsey, I'm Jeff Shanahan. Thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you on Thursday night for another episode of the Average Joe's MMA Show.